Krishna. Welcome to the Unthinking Podcast. Hi everyone. I hope 2021 would be a better year. Many of us have been confined to our homes this year and hopefully we may get a chance to travel next year. With that in mind, I made this podcast which gives you some tips for budget travel. With me is Orkin who is a solo budget traveller. I had met him in Tromso which is a city in Norway above the Arctic Circle. He is currently in Turkey without a Wi-Fi connection. So let us call him and begin the podcast. How are you Orkin? I mean I'm okay I guess. <laughs> How are you? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Hey, uh, are you using a hands-free? Uh, yeah, I'm with earphones. Just uh, ensure that the wire doesn't uh, rub against your shirt. The other day I was uh, doing an interview uh, with my <laughs> friend and uh, the you never realize it uh, during the recording yeah. and when I was uh, doing the editing is when I found that it was totally unusable so we had to do it again and both of us oh. were so damn tired that we just wanted to yeah. get it done with <laughs> it's okay the guy just put my phone down so i'm not even touching it anyways so how are things there in turkey i mean it's normal i guess it's going back to normal i guess it's a better way to say it true uh, are you now living in a city? I'm in a very small town actually right now, next to the coast. Wow. That's why I don't have a Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be in such a place. Yeah. But like people, I mean, people just flocking to the small towns right now. I guess because of the corona. But like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> because everybody is in small towns right now. It's so crowded here. Oh, really? Well, um, now you have also option from work from home. So basically anyone can work from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody is in kind of a vacation right now. Like some sort. In fact, uh, some islands have opened up. The other day I read that uh, Bermuda has uh, opened up and they are giving you a one-year visa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you can uh, prove to them that uh, you have permission to work from home. Well, that's a sweet deal. I guess it's the same thing with Turkey. Like, it's free to everybody. You can just travel like there's no corona at all. Like, they're letting everybody in. Right now. Oh, from India, I don't think we can fly. Oh, uh, but like India's situation is kind of bad right now, I guess, right? Yeah, there are a lot of cases here. How are you? Like, are you okay? Can you travel anywhere? No, I can't travel. Uh, in fact, I've been work from home uh, since the 6th of March. Oh. Um, I think the last trip that I did uh, after our Norway trip was to Dubai. And I think I came back sometime early March. And uh, from then I've been uh, work from home. I see. I mean, I haven't left since I came back from Tromsø. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go anywhere because I'm living with my parents right now and they're kind of like 
in their late 50s, so I don't want to risk them. So I didn't go anywhere. And I don't have a car. <laughs> That's the main reason. <laughs> uh, so uh, people here do travel um, and when they cross states, the rules change. So sometimes when you cross certain states, then you have to do quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Well, what's the point of travel if you're gonna stuck at home for 14 days? Exactly. Um, and the problem is also that we do not know how it is uh, spreading. Um, for example, uh, initially masks were, masks were optional, but uh, now it's mandatory. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Actually, it's, it wasn't optional in the beginning. They said, like, you shouldn't wear masks. I guess they were just trying to preserve the mask they have for the healthcare professional. Because they were going out so fast, there were no masks nowhere to be found. I guess that's why they did it, but like it was ridiculous. Same mask don't work. Yeah, and now the latest finding is that it could also be uh, spreading through air. That'll be a <laughs> kick in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm in the you know aerospace sector. I'm an aerospace engineer, so like I was actually <laughs> looking for a job <laughs> after I come back from <laughs> Norway, but like. The moment I come back to Turkey, like the corona starts spreading and I was thinking like maybe these companies will open you know, jobs and job postings will be found towards the summer. So I was waiting for them to post some jobs. Oh man, like forget about hiring. <laughs> people just started firing people in <laughs> like large amounts, 20% of people working in a whole company being kicked off right now so yeah it's hard time for everybody I guess. even the pilots don't get paid anymore like it's a weird situation true uh, one of my uh, friend's brother was uh, sitting at uh, home all these days and it was just last week that he got a sortie um, he works in one of the uh, Southeast Asian Airlines. So he was quite happy that uh, he got a roster at last. I heard some news that like pilot, some pilots started doing, you know, cab drivers jobs. <laughs> like, they start to drive cabs because they were grounded for so many months and they're not getting paid. I mean, it's not just affecting right now, it's affecting future as well. Like economies are going to shit all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Economies are going really bad right now. But in the future, we're not going to be able to travel that much probably because of the corona. So the lasting effects are huge. It's not just now. Yeah, the world has become topsy-turvy. Yeah. So uh, once uh, things uh, turn around, people may want to travel. So I thought, uh, let me talk to you. Uh, to get some uh, tips on how to travel on budget. Yeah, yeah, that's the only travel I know, man. <laughs> that's the only way I can. <laughs> <laughs> so I vividly recollect uh, meeting Orkin for the first time in uh, Tromso. I was doing this uh, 15 to 20 day trip in uh, Norway and uh, Finland and I was traveling solo. And then I just had uh, one uh, carry-on cabin baggage. And then I get into the Tromso hostel. And then I see this guy next to me. 
um, carrying around three to four bags, and he what he had come alone too, and I was like wondering, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, I had a like a sixty-five liter backpack with some stuff hanging on the backpack as well, on my back, and I had a like a extra one more bag with like thirty-five liter in front of me, <laughs> so you probably couldn't see me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, only later you told me that uh, you were actually carrying the tents in them. Yeah, tents, like stoves. Sleeping bags, like whole camping gear, plus normal travel stuff. Like it was everything. Like probably the whole thing was like thirty kilo or something. Wow! So you actually saved me a lot of money uh, in this trip. Um, so as I was uh, unpacking, I think it was around eight o'clock in the evening. I was super tired. So I thought uh, I will go out and uh, grab something to eat and come back, and then I asked you whether you would like to join, and uh, you came along. And then uh, I was actually thinking of uh, going to a restaurant. Oh, did you? I didn't know. <laughs> restaurant was never an option for me, man. So I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I didn't know that was not an option for you. Uh, only as we started uh, walking. Uh, You told me if you want to go to a restaurant, uh, you go along. I will uh, just give you company, yeah. but I won't eat anything. And yeah. uh, you would as well uh, <laughs> go to the supermarket and pick up something. I mean, Tromsø is really expensive. Like compared to other places that I've been, like it's really expensive. Even the restaurants, even the McDonald's is like expensive. So I knew that was gonna happen, so I was already prepared to. Feed myself from the convenience stores. <laughs> I mean, it was delicious, to be honest. Like there was some good food in those convenience stores. It's not all bad, so we had time, I guess. Yeah, and it kind of uh, primed me for the rest of the trip. And in fact, uh, cooking with uh, everyone uh, in the hostel was also fun. I mean, it also like depends on what you expect, like from your travel. Some people like to travel. Comfortable and you know eat in restaurants, stay in you know like expensive places. That's okay if you have money. But like if you don't have money, if you're on a budget, like a lot of things you can't do. So you gotta stick with some like a a budget travel norm. You gotta eat at convenience stores. You gotta stay at hostels. You know, you gotta use public transportation, that kind of stuff. Like it can't be hot, but it doesn't take away from the experience. It's just not very, you know, cool, maybe <laughs> looking. But at the end of the day, you travel well. In fact, I actually prefer this, and I find this more novel. Where uh, you go to the supermarket, you mingle with the locals, and you pick up stuff and go back to the hostel. And you get to cook with the rest of the residents, and you get to learn new things and taste new dishes. Uh, that being said, I think our Tromsø hostel was one of the best hostels that I've ever stayed. It was the like the most amazing hostel I've ever been. It was cozy. It had everything. Like even a normal oven, you generally don't find normal ovens in hostels. You just can find microwaves, maybe. But like. And it was a very cozy place, you know, that like a common area in the middle. You remember, like 
it was a really good touch. I mean, I've never been that socialized in a hostel before. Generally, people just go to their beds and stay there. They don't interact with people. But in this hostel, people had to interact. So it kind of created a very warm environment. And we all had fun. Yeah. The hostel that we are talking about uh, is called the Tromso Activities Hostel. It's a very quaint place. So as you uh, enter into the door, um, you have a stairs which uh, goes up and you have a bedroom there. And if you go uh, straight, you have a small passageway which opens into a kitchen and then into the living area. And on the left hand side, you have a bedroom and another one on the right hand side. And I think uh, each of the bedroom had uh, bunkers for around uh, four to six people. Uh, so everyone kind of comes and uh, uh, congregates in the living room. And the time that we went was during December. So it was the winter time and you had the sun for only for a few hours. So most of the activities that you want to do is usually done between this time and the rest of the time you come back to the hostel. So that could be another reason that all of us could spend a lot of time uh, together. I mean, it definitely contributed huge amounts because like I generally people when they travel, like they are always outside. They don't go to hostel. They just come back to hostel for like sleeping. But in Tromso, like you said, because there was no like, sunlight that much, you have to come back. You continued staying even after I left. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't remember when you left, but probably I stayed like three or four days more. Actually, you know what happened? Actually, there's one more tip there. <laughs> That's the reason because I bring my tent. I decided to actually like extend my stay after you left for a couple of days. So I talked to the hostel, but because I didn't book early, uh, there was no place for me to stay in the hostel for Saturday. And I was leaving Sunday to Tromso. Like I had to leave Sunday. So the last day I had nowhere else to stay and I didn't have a lot of money. I couldn't stay in the normal hotels and stuff like that. So, you know, I brought my tent. Right? <laughs> so in the middle of the Tromso, maybe you've seen it, there's a huge park. Like it's like a forest or something. And there's a frozen lake in the middle of the city. Yeah, I camped there. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I camped there. And there was a, like one Australian guy, you remember? No, he must have come after I left. Oh, uh, okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, like he also extended his stay, so he didn't have his place to stay that night as well. So he rented some equipment and come and camped with me that day. So I actually saved at least $150 just by bringing my tent. Wow, that's definitely a tip. Yeah. I mean, I didn't use the stove. I'm not going to lie. I didn't use the stove. Stove was a bit much probably. But <laughs> yeah, I, I used the tent. Mm. Later, I had uh, met a Norwegian who was uh, relocating to Australia. And uh, he was telling me that in Norway, 
anyone can uh, camp anywhere even if it is a private property uh, because uh, they feel that nature is for everyone yeah i mean if they don't like tell you to go like go to another place to camp you can camp in like private property as well like this is not the case in many countries for example i went to switzerland and i was actually thinking like camping everywhere so i didn't even have a lot of money so but when i went there i realized like every private land is like fenced so you shouldn't go in and there was like huge fines like $500 fine if you get caught camping so and it was like like a i don't know it's a law or something i guess you can't camp as long as like in the middle of a nowhere like you can't camp even if it's like a natural place in switzerland you can't camp so i had to stay in the hostels every time but to be honest the hostels were really cheap i mean i found 12 dollar hostels <laughs> so 12 dollar is nothing in switzerland so it, there is a you know app called hostelworld.com i mean that's the website like it also has a web app and i actually use that app to find cheap hostels and it never let me down <laughs> i always find cheap hostels i do use hostelworld.com for my booking in fact even the tromso hostel was uh, booked through this uh, app yeah i mean it, it was very easy cuz that's the only hostel <laughs> so you need to book early like if you want a cheap price actually i don't know when you booked your stay in the hostel in tromso i booked one month ago so when i booked it was like 50 dollars was it 50 i mean it was like 20% cheaper because then i extended my stay when i was staying in the hostel and it was like more expensive so actually booking early when you're going to stay always like gives you the cheapest price i would like suggest at least a month ago yeah always cheaper and it's really like airfares as well i mean i practically went to tromso like uh, i don't know just 200 dollars maybe 200 dollars and i bought like four different <laughs> airplane tickets with that money <laughs> so yeah it was cheap because i booked early and i used like cheap airlines and cheap airports some airports are more expensive so you got to be careful which airport you're flying to mm and one of the things that i always do is uh, when i book a hostel i always try to book one which is uh, in the city center mm, yeah you can walk everywhere that's right we can walk everywhere so you kind of uh, save money on the local transportation cost in fact the tromso hostel was also in the city center uh, if you can call it a city I, we, i mean we didn't used accommodation like transportation at all like i only used bus when i went to the airport yeah in fact you get the bus tickets much cheaper if you book it through the app or uh, if you go to any of the vending machines and if you pick it up uh, those are much cheaper than if you buy them on the bus is it yeah suppose you had to pay 50 and okay in the bus 
if you book it through the app or through the vending machine, then it would only cost you around 30 and okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I wish I knew that. <laughs> I wish I knew. I will use it next time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Another tip that I do for budget traveling is uh, where I do my own laundry. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you can. Yeah. So I usually carry quick dry clothes. Uh, for this uh, Tromso trip, uh, I carried uh, two pairs of uh, merino wool uh, clothes and I could uh, continuously use them throughout my entire trip. And uh, if you're worried about photography, it really doesn't matter because all the time you're wearing jackets. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. I mean, what I do is actually... Okay, it's gonna sound a bit nasty, but it's not nasty, I promise you. Like, the sun. Utilize the sun if you can. <laughs> yeah, in terms of I couldn't do that, but like, if you just wash your clothes in a normal water without any detergent or something, and then hang them under scorching hot sun, they will not smell. It, I guess it like kills the bacteria, bacteria or something, so it doesn't smell. It just becomes hard because you didn't put softener or something like that. So I never actually paid for laundry when I travel. I packed enough clothes and when I need to wash them, I just wash them with plain water in the river or something. So do you do this in uh, Turkey when you go trekking? I mean, when I go on a trip in Turkey, I generally in the mountains. So... Yeah, I don't have any other option. <laughs> I just use river water. <laughs> mm. We don't always get that luxury. And most times we have to dry clothes uh, inside confined uh, places. So have you had any instance where someone has uh, complained and asked you not to dry inside the hostel? In fact, in uh, Tromsø, I was very skeptical uh, because the place being quite small, whether people would complain if I dry my clothes. Uh, but no one complained, including you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It depends on like the people you're staying or the hostel owners. So it's free to try. You can always try. If they tell you to not to do that, I mean, you can't do that. You got to find another option. Yeah. And the uh, other thing that we did to uh, save money uh, was where we went for the trek up the mountain. Uh, what is that mountain called? Fijelsen. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that name. <laughs> um, like, there was a cable car, which was insanely expensive, I guess, because like, it only took one minute to go up with the cable car, but like, it cost like $30 or something, I guess, right? Maybe like, more expensive, perhaps. Yeah, like, I, there was no way I'm gonna take that cable car. So, I just used my hiking app and find a hiking trail and then we took our trip to the mountain and it was fun. Absolutely. Uh, if uh, I had just taken the cable car and uh, gone up and come down, it would have just been another trip. But our trek was quite adventurous. Uh, if, if you recollect, there were many places where our foot went uh, quite deep. And it, it got buried in the snow almost up to the hip in some of the places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit adventurous, but not dangerous. So you could actually enjoy yourself while hiking in the snow. 
and we literally climbed the mountain. <laughs> That's another thing. And actually, after you left from so, <clears throat> I went to the same mountain with the cable car because I want to take a photo of the Tromso from above. And let me tell you this, like, it wasn't fun at all. The view was nothing special because we already saw that view. It was not different at all. And there was a lot of people, so it kind of lost its kind of wild feeling. So I didn't like it that much and I paid a lot of money. So it was not a good idea. So if you can hike, of course, like safely, you should always hike. You can enjoy it more. Travel is all about like discovering new things, I guess. So you never know what you can discover. Actually, we heard deers, you know, like when we were hiking. I mean, we didn't see them, but, but we knew they were there. So you could have seen them. That would make it like so much more special. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's another thing that uh, we did. We went for that uh, group tour uh, to the Sami tribes and we got a free lunch of uh, reindeer soup. Oh, yeah, that was a very sweet deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always look for deals with food in mode. I know. And you have to be there to realize how expensive everything is. So we had gone to this uh, group tour uh, to the Sami tribes, so where uh, you are actually given an uh, opportunity to touch the reindeers and feed the reindeers. And uh, ironically, uh, for lunch, you actually get a reindeer soup. The advantage of this group tour was they picked you up from a place uh, which was walkable distance from a hostel and uh, they take you to this uh, place. You get your tea and you get your lunch and then they bring you back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were to go in a restaurant to eat reindeer soup, or something like that. I mean, we would almost give the same amount of money, I guess. I'm assuming. So, the food was free. It was good. And, like, the other stuff came in free as well, I guess, because the food actually filled us up very well. Because we didn't even eat dinner that day, I guess. I doubt that. Uh, but what I do remember is uh, I took two servings. Yeah, you son of a bastard. <laughs> no one told me that. <laughs> so Paul was sitting next to me and he finished uh, his serving and he looked at me and he asked, do you think they will give uh, another serving? I said, uh, you go ask for it, I'll come behind you. And he went and he asked and uh, they readily gave him. So even I uh, got my second serving. I mean, even if they don't give you the second serving free, like that's the thing when you're traveling, if you want to save money. Always make friends with locals. You never know what, what you can get out of them. Some people are so giving. Like, for example, when I was in Switzerland, I met a woman, like a 55-year-old woman, who was also hiking. And we talked like for an hour. Then <laughs> she realized how, like moneyless I am, <laughs> how poor I am. And then she actually invited me to her home to stay however I want and as long as I want. 
I mean, I didn't go because I had to go back to Turkey. But like, I mean, if you have time, I could have just stayed there like maybe a week or two weeks more and wouldn't even pay anything for accommodation. accommodation. <laughs> Always makes, make friends like with people. It's not just for cultural reasons. It also saves money. I totally concur with you there. Uh, we have this prejudice that talking to strangers is dangerous. But when you go out there and uh, meet people, is you will realize that uh, many people are quite welcoming. And that is one of the reasons why I like to uh, travel solo. Because you get the opportunity to meet people which otherwise you don't get when you travel in groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, I sometimes use hitchhiking to save money. And sometimes like there are places you can't go like otherwise because you don't have a car. Anyway, I use hitchhiking sometimes. And like when you are with a group of people, hitchhiking is just so hard. <laughs> no one stops for you because like there's not enough place in so traveling alone always gives you the flexibility like you can hitchhike anywhere if you want to so that's also one of the perks of traveling alone I guess yeah but like when you are with a group of people it can also make things cheaper because like you can like rent Airbnb or something if you can find a cheap Airbnb for like if you're five people you can rent a car rent an Airbnb and you can go anywhere and you can stay however you like as long as you want and it will be cheaper compared to traveling alone in those situations of course. Yeah that's true. Didn't you also make a tour to see the whales? Oh, yeah, yeah I mean it was quite expensive I'm not gonna lie when I went to Tromso I want to say I was a budget traveler, but uh, I actually wasn't a budget traveler because I used all of my money in Tromsø <laughs> because I want to explore the things I want to do. Like I want to see auroras. I paid for aurora tours because I want to make sure that I see the best aurora that I can. And I went to whale tours to see the whales, even though I was seasick because there was a storm. I've seen the whales, so it worth it. But if I was in a budget, I wouldn't use any of those things. Like, I wouldn't be able to see the whales, but I would still see the auroras. I, would, I could just camp in a, you know, dark place. And if I, long, if I wait long enough, I could see the auroras. So the thing is actually when you're budget traveling, if you're on a really tight budget, you shouldn't use agencies and tours and stuff like that because they tend to be expensive but like if you want to explore more and be more comfortable and tours might be the best idea in that sense if you have money because like we went to the aurora tour together right yeah i mean we saw the best auroras that day <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah if i didn't pay for the tour i wouldn't see the auroras that well and the, actually, this place that we stayed to see the auroras was pretty nice. It was next to a lake or something, frozen lake. We could even hear the cracking sound of the ice. It was kind of nice. So don't be afraid to 
give money to tours if you have money, <laughs> but if you don't have money, yeah, it's not that necessary. In fact, the Northern Lights uh, tour that we went was uh, actually cheaper than most of the other tours. Yeah, it was the cheapest actually. I've looked all the tours, it was the cheapest one. That was because uh, our hostel was uh, running this uh, tour directly without an intermediary. So they could uh, do it cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, I think we've uh, been uh, talking for quite some time. So let's uh, summarize the points. So one was uh, to book flights early and also to book uh, hostels early. Uh, carry less luggage and uh, of course if possible uh, stay in a tent yeah definitely and be prepared like if you can get a bivy bag or a small tent with you it's not that heavy and it gives you the flexibility you never know what's gonna happen so, and if you can stay with someone else like it could be a local people's house or like a, another traveler's tent go for it yeah, and the other things that we were uh, discussing was about uh, staying near the city center, taking a walking tour and uh, picking a pass or uh, booking tickets through the app. And also in, sorry, in some countries like Switzerland, for example, if you can buy a half air ticket, like you pay, for example, $120 for once, for one month and it gives you like 50% discount on all the transportation so do the calculations if it works for you it's gonna be cheaper hmm and uh, other points uh, which we discussed was uh, do your own uh, laundry and uh, whenever possible uh, cook your own food I think that kind of uh, sums up uh, most of the points that we discussed today yeah like it's mainly these ones oh there's one more thing do you remember the photographer in the Tromsø? uh-huh he was actually like staying there free in the hostel and he was helping in the hostel for like two hours a day and they would let him stay in the hostel for free so if you want a free accommodation like you can ask the hostel owners to help them and maybe they can give you like free bed to stay huh I didn't know that at all that he was uh, staying there for free that kind of uh, trumps all the other points that we discussed anyways uh, let us end this podcast with that awesome tip and Orkan thank you very much for setting aside some time for this uh, podcast I know it was uh, quite a challenge for you uh, with just the mobile network. Um, I hope the recording has come decent enough. I will know it when I'm editing it. Anyway, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, man, for having me. Thank you for listening in. If you like my podcast, do share it among your friends and family. That goes a long way in motivating me to continue with new episodes. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. You can reach me on my website unthinking.org. thinking.org.